Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can find me personally at Justin Bizarro, again, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O, on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also find this show or the Night Dasher with Justin Bizarro or the Centurion Leadership Italian Show or the Justin Ryan Bizarro Show all on Spotify or wherever else you guys grow yourself through podcasts. Also, please keep a lookout. We are working on Foodtopia TV show, Eat, Love, Learn, where we go around the world and interview entrepreneurs all the way from and tell the story of food through the eyes of the entrepreneurs, through the eyes of the food, all the way from the farming entrepreneurs, all the way to the restaurant entrepreneurs or consumer packaged good entrepreneurs. So that is coming. Follow us. You can find that on Foodtopia TV on Instagram. You can also follow us on Better With Bacon Fat on Instagram. That is this company. That's the company that's producing all of this behind the scenes. So thank you guys very much. I appreciate all of you guys. This is part of part three with Nash Dogs. I'm not going to do a big intro for them since it's part of the last podcast, but I have Michael Spencer back with us from Nash Dogs from Nashville, Tennessee, and, and we'll just basically left right lift, pick right up where we left off last time. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble saying that today. I've had like four takes trying to put that line together right there, and I'm just going to leave it alone since I can't get it out of my mouth. And the thing I want to leave with everyone is drive before I before we go into this podcast I want everyone to one go back and listen to if you haven't already some of my Centurion Leadership Italian show uh, episodes particularly the last one that was released about what happens when we lose our identity or have an identity crisis okay there is a lot of stuff in there as entrepreneurs as humans in this world that I believe that everyone could benefit from it has a lot to do with a lot of things we're talking about in this show. It has a lot to do with me trying to make amends for the things that I've done wrong or the people that I've hurt or harmed. But it's extremely essential that as entrepreneurs, as leaders, that we understand what happens um, and what happens when things change in our lives. So if everyone wants to give it a listen, um, that did release back in the beginning of June, end of May, I can't remember exactly. But go back and listen to the episode on Identity Crisis and you'll sort of have an understanding of what the late last episode and this episode is really all about and weirdly how I got on the topic with Michael. So that being said, here we go, guys. You'll hear a brief moment of silence and then we'll pick right back up from where we left off. Oh, yeah, I nailed it that time. All right, guys, here we go. No, and I like this topic a lot, actually, because I think that the selfish thing is it's a it's the key part is serving okay and this is how i'm going to say this i have um as i get older in relationships and i see men and women go through a transition or their kids go off to college or whatever particularly at my age um as that starts happening what i interestingly see is this selfishness that happens amongst the parents or the couple that ultimately destroys the couple 
okay? Even if it's not they break up or whatever, whatever was there in foundation, this happens because all of a sudden they don't have the kids to be selfless over, so they become so selfish. Oh, I need friends. Oh, I need a new hobby. Oh, I need this. And they're like, oh, we're annoyed with each other. We shouldn't get in each other's hair. I'm not saying there should be dependency there, but one of the things that happens is we become so self-focused on ourselves and what we want and what we gave up for children that we often become so selfish we push away the very person in our life that's there. And this is givers and takers, guys. I, I watched this. I watched it with business partners and businesses. All of a sudden, when things get better or there's less stress, there's this weird selfishness that takes, oh, I've given to everyone my whole life. I'm a giver. Now I'm going to be selfish. Okay, now I'm going to be a taker and only take for me. I'm going to go get friends and I'm going to go develop hobbies and I don't want to walk with you anymore. I don't want to do, I don't want to wait for you anymore. And it's just like, fuck it. You know, the children are gone. We're not a bond. I'm an independent person. And they destroy the relationships that they work so hard for. And it's sad, but I would say a lot of relationships, actually everyone's like, oh, that's years of building up and all that. True in some ways, but a lot of it has to do with this all of a sudden selfish motivation. In most couples, okay? The thing that bury relationships is all of a sudden a selfish motivation that's not serving or that's not balanced. If you want to go do something, understand that whatever you're doing, if it doesn't benefit the individuals around you and your relationships, then it's probably not something you should be doing. I get it. I need to grow myself in spite of the individuals around me, and I don't need to give up my goals for someone else, but I should be able to achieve my goals and grow as a human in a way that still benefits the world around me and doesn't hurt people by pushing them away, okay? And so... I just want to really, because I agree with you, there's a servitude that has to be in there and selfishness, okay? The reward has to be in the growth of not only myself, but those around me. If the business is going to grow financially, it needs to grow the individuals in the business also, their character, their morals, their bank accounts, their families, their whatever, Okay, that's servitude in a business. Okay, how do I not only attract the right people, but then once I do, how do I grow them holistically? Because they spend a majority of their life for me, and I get it's a transaction. You do work, I pay you money, but we're more than that as humans. Life is more than about the man made thing. It's man made, it's not God made money. Okay, and people are like, well, what do you mean? I mean, the tree is man made, the furniture, I mean, the tree is God made, the furniture is man made. When we take something and we change it into something else, we're the only animals that can truly do that, by the way. That's what makes us angels almost on this planet. We have a higher power. Okay, we are the medium between God and the rest of the world. Okay, love that you said that. And so, you know, I think that that's the part that we don't understand. And our destruction by selfishness and becoming suddenly, and if you were a giver and suddenly you go through this taker period, which people do, because all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I gave so much, I can't take anymore. I got to focus on me and what I want. And I gave too much to you and you took too much from me and a family. And I think a lot of mothers go through this, particularly when their kids leave, they get lost and bad things happen. Okay. Um, not to stereotype, but you know, for men, I think it has to do more with business or a woman leaving them or a woman sudden not giving them attention. We all of a sudden be like, oh my God, I've given everything to them. Why aren't they paying attention to me? Let me be selfish. I'll go play golf all day. You know, and we don't realize that these little things are selfish actions. Okay. Is golf our golf game in the long run? I'm not saying to go not play golf or build a habit or find fulfillment, but every time we do it, is it with the goal of growing ourselves and our family? 
okay? Is it something that I just do on my own and I'm spending time on my own? And is it actually benefiting the world around me, okay? I just want everyone to think about I get it. We play golf for business and all that. Well, we used to. But in, I would say, the newer generations, the, the generations that are coming up in business are starting to see that our time is more valuable and we need to spend specific time growing. And I'm not saying not have hobbies and not play sports, not grow physically, but I'm just saying be aware of what we're doing. Are we actually going to play golf to avoid spending time with our family or spending time with our person? Okay? Right. You know, and I think I use golf just because I see it a lot in my friends. It's like this avoidance tactic. You know, it's this selfish thing that I've given so much to my family. I've given so much to my wife and I work so hard at work and I make so much money and I give it all to my family that I need to have this one selfish thing that's about me. And I get it, but it's the wrong attitude. You know, I I get doing it, but why isn't it with your family? Can't you find something to do with your family for four hours to grow? And everyone's like, oh, were you saying just I shouldn't play golf? I'm just saying, like, look at what you're doing. Look at it. Reflect. Understand the impact of your decisions. Understand. Do you mind if I speak on that? Yeah, go ahead. It's all yours. Um. So just really, really to kind of build on the point that you had, I mean, um, everything from the, the golf scenario that you spoke about, I mean, there was something else that you're speaking about as well, but really, I think that everything that you said boils down to compromising our values. So I have a really favorite quote. I have a great quote that I, that I like to, to remind myself of. I don't even remember who said it, but um, I actually heard it when I was, um, a couple of years ago. So the quote is, if I have to compromise my morals and values to achieve it, then it's not meant for me. So one more time, if I have to compromise my morals and my values to achieve it, then it's not meant for me. So I think that how that applies to what you were just talking about is like, why are you going to play golf? Are you going to have fun? Or are you going to get away from like your family? Like what are, what are your values? Like, what, like, how are you morally driven? And um, so if, if what's on the back side of it is going to be a detriment to what's important to you, then maybe you shouldn't do it. You know, um, you were kind of speaking about how, um, you know, like you were speaking about God. And I, I really believe this and I, I lose some people on this. So, um but I really do believe if you look into hermeticism and the laws of the universe really do believe that we have the power and the energy of God inside of us to, to do and say all of the things that we need um, to, to put in place in order to, to be our best versions of ourselves and to lift the people up around us. And I think that so many of us overlook that and don't realize the power that actually like flows through us that we just get driven by other people's uh, other people's power and other people's will when we literally have the same exact ability to um to, to do what it is that they are um, to do the same things that they're doing you know to execute our lives the same way that they are um i feel like that from the, the day that we were born you know, like the, we've had the power to, to manifest and grow and um, produce the energy necessary to be the people 
that we want to be, to be in the places that we want to be in. Um, an example of that, and um, I always hesitate to speak on this subject a little bit because, like, I'm not a mom. Like, I'm, but you know, you think about like a couple speaking about like having a baby, right? Generally, like, there's some excitement around that. Like, even before the baby ever comes into the world, you know, like the general emotion that talking about creating a baby like creates, it, like, it elicits happiness and joy, right? Just like as if, you know, you were to have a miscarriage or something, maybe it, it's going to cause like some pain and like, you know, some unhappiness. That example is important because I'm trying to, um, kind of speak on how even a life that doesn't necessarily exist in this universe yet, like on, like physically on the planet, like it's able to manifest physical energy, you know, like you find out that you're, you're pregnant or you're talking about being pregnant. Like it literally builds a sense of joy and happiness in some people, you know, a life that you, you can't tangibly touch has interacted with your physical existence. Um, so earlier I was talking about like the gas station interaction. I mean, so if a baby that doesn't even, if a soul that doesn't even exist in this world yet can affect you in such a profound way, what happens when you're an a-hole to the waitress that comes up to your table or the, you're rude to the person at, at the counter? Like that, that's, uh, that's why I say that we have the power of God inside of us because you can literally like affect someone's day. Like you like go out right now to the nearest gas station and go either put someone down or lift them up. And I promise they're going to go home and the people at their home is going to feel the energy that you left them with. So um, I, I really do feel a hundred percent that we all are undervaluing the energy that's inside of us. And um, maybe it's for a purpose. I, I think that some people, either shouldn't know or maybe they're not ready for to, to understand like what it is that we are truly able to manifest and create in our own lives with just the the, the thought of like or with just the, the power of thought you know um and i think that that's really important is to start harnessing that energy in a way that really lifts us up and lifts the people up around us and the things that we do are intentional and with purpose, um, you know, from, you know, building your, your biggest dream to, you know, just going out to get a cup of coffee in the day. Like every little act is going to dictate the emotions that run through you. And um, I, I really do feel like that we can become a victim of our own mentalities. You know, we, um, you kind of spoke about givers and takers earlier, like, you know, takers say that things happen to them, not for them. Um, and that's, you know, it's a pretty dangerous mindset, but I, I believe that even givers will easily fall into that same, um, you know, it's happening to me mindset opposed to it's happening for me because it's just so easy to take the blame or the, the, the blame off of yourself. You know, this happened because of this, No, like. You, know, you can you can pray until you're blue in the face, or you can act. You know, an example of of that is like, say there's a cup of water sitting next to you on the table, 
you can pray literally from now until next year that that cup of water will move from the table into your hand. Or you can use the power that God has put inside of you to reach over and grab that cup of water off the table. And now it's in your hand, right? Or we can be a victim and pray about it all day and not understand why won't that cup of water come to my hand? I mean, I've been praying to God about it every day, like, and it just won't come. Or you could just take your arm and like reach out and grab that thing, you know? So anyways, that's kind of a, um, a weird example, but the, the whole point is just to kind of speak about, you know, manifestation and harnessing our energy in a way that's best for us, you know? And I like this example, and I'm going to go to a meme. Um, I think it's a meme or a comic strip. I can't remember exactly. For some reason, I can't visualize it in my head, even though I'm extremely good at photographic memory stuff. I've trained my brain really well on that. But it's it goes back to this. There's a guy, and there's a flood, okay? And everything's starting to flood around him. So first, he's on his first floor, and the things are starting to flood, and, and the neighbors come by, and they're dinging, and they're like, dude, hop on. I'm, you know, we're going to get you out of here. Let's save it. He's like, no, 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 no. God's going to help me. God's going to come, you know, save me. Okay. I've heard this. Yeah. Next thing you Love know, it. he's on the second floor and the fire department comes in their little boat and they're, they got their scuba gear on. They're like, dude, get on the boat. You know, we're, we're here to save you. Don't stay here. The water's getting worse. He's like, no, no, no. God's going to save me. Okay. Now he's on the third floor. Okay. And you know, now the, the, the Marines come by, you know, and the army, the, uh, the reserves or whatever they're called, the, the God, like national guard and they come by and now they're like, dude, get on the boat. We're here to save your life. This is getting bad. You're running out of room. It's up to the third floor. He's like, no, no, no. God's going to save me. Okay. Now he's on the roof. Okay. And here comes the coast guard and their helicopter and they're laying down a ladder and they're laying down a little basket and they're like, don't be afraid. Get on, get on. We're going there. He's like, no, I believe in God. God will always take care of me. Okay. Now the guy dies. He's up in heaven. And he's like, God, what the fuck, man? Why didn't you take care of me? You're always there. He's like, dude, I work through other people. I sent the, I sent your neighbors. I sent the fire department. I sent the, the national guard. I sent the coast guard and you refused all of them. He's like, I couldn't do any more. You just didn't do what you needed to do was do your part, which, which was accept my gifts. Exactly. And this is, and I'm going to anchor this because you did such a great job with this. This amazes me about humanity as a whole. Okay. When we have things that are broken in our relationships are broken in our business instead of working on them and i don't i i often say they're not broken in the business and they're not broken in the relationship there's something broken inside of us that we need to identify or there's a flaw that we have that we need to fix we go to outsource sources okay we think that we need more friends or we think that we need more extracurricular activities or we need a new habit or hobby as you mentioned earlier and the reality is is what god's telling us is we have a discomfort, okay? And we need to grow through it. We cannot avoid it. We can't go find something else to replace it, okay? And it's in and I'm going to stereotype men and women, okay? Women tend to go think as they get older they need more friends and they need a friend group and they need reading and all that, but at the end of the day they only have their the couple. At the end of the day, most people only have if you grow really really old, the only your significant other there at the end of the day and maybe your children. Okay, and grandchildren. Okay, I'm sorry to say that, but when you go really old, most of the people around you that are your friends are, 
are dying or going through their own stuff and they're not actually able to be your friends anymore. Only the people that can commit to it. Yet we do this stupid thing in life where we invest so much in our friendships, okay, which I'm not saying we shouldn't. But we don't invest in the right ones and we don't invest in the ones we already have and we don't invest in the relationships that are sitting right in front of us or the person or the spouse that's right in front of our face. Instead, we go seeking outside comfort. That could be drugs. That could be other friendships. That could be other relationships. That could be hobbies. Okay? I get all of it and I get the modern mindset. But this is new, guys. Humans having access to so many goddamn things to choose from and being distracted by 10 million things is new. It's not the way God created us. Those are all man-made things that are distracting us, including, for lack of a better term, friendship in the word friendship, okay? What does it really mean? Well, God created us, okay? And back to your point, there's an energy that exists in all of us, most likely carbon, you know, that's where the quote-unquote metachlorians live, if you want to be a Star Wars fan. But that's the energy I'm talking about. The energy that exists in every one of us, where God exists in every living thing, every living being, including plants, including the soil. Everything changes. Nothing stays constant, okay? Because the energy in there changes, okay? We get older. We die. Our energy is passed on to someone else, okay? Our carbon goes somewhere else, Okay, so what amazes me is that we are social beings. God created us to be as animals. Okay, and if you look at any other mammal population, if you go to Africa and actually watch elephants in the wild, it is very much about taking care of the whole. If you look at gorillas, even though they fight it out and the males have their egos, it's very much about taking care of the whole. Okay, there may be selfish actions that look that way, but it's really about taking care of the whole. Okay, and that's not saying people or animals don't go off track or they don't have different personalities. But what I am saying is this. Okay, we often think that outside things are going to fix what's going on internally. We often think that the person right in front of us is the problem and not the solution. Okay, and we often think that serving ourselves is better than serving others. Okay, and so what do I mean? The best way to serve me is random acts of kindness. The best way to serve me is to find ways to better other people's lives. The best way for me to grow and be the happiest, best version of Justin is to get out of myself, to lead by my heart and my soul and not by my head. And that's crazy because entrepreneurs, we have to provide solutions and we have to think through things and we think it's a mind game and we think business is a mind game. It's really a heart game. It's really a soul game. It's really tapping into what God gave us and that's that energy. Um, and that's using that energy for positivity. Uh, so I really liked what you talked about there. Um, and particularly because we tend to fix things that we think things are broken and we look for outside sources to fix what's broken. And that, that again, goes back to what happens to us, not for us. When the reality is, is we've already got the tools. God gave it to us. If we're going through something right now, an outside thing or a new thing's not going to fix it. God's telling us right where we are. We, he's already given us the tools if we're in it right now to go fix it. And if you're in a crazy bad relationship or an abusive relationship, God's giving you the tools or the resources now to get out of that situation with the relationships that you have currently, okay? And that doesn't mean I'm not going to seek outside help or I'm going to seek whatever, but you've got to look at what has actually been given to you because God, whatever you're needing to do or you can't do for yourself, God is providing for you. 
Okay, and the minute we start to realize that in our businesses and in our life, that this is happening for us, we can start seeing that whatever God's doing, there is a plan. Okay, whether we like it or not, and we claim free will, I get free will. We have our choices to make it our own. But that free will is for the purpose of aligning our plan with God's plan or our will with his will. Okay, in our energy and our energy is social beings and taking care of rights in front of us, not creating something new to take care of. Okay, and that's hard for people to believe because we create new businesses and this is an entrepreneur thing. I'm not saying not creating new businesses and taking care of humans, but as entrepreneurs, we create this social aspect that I'm talking about. We create groups, we create environments, we create goals, we create dreams big enough for everyone else's dreams to fit into so they can have a life. That's what I'm talking about. So if you want to go have impact and find purpose or feel needed or wanted or whatever, it's not through friendships. Uh, And I get what you're saying, seeking the friendships. I'll tell you what happens. You gain better friends. You gain better people, better support systems, better relationships when you just do the right thing and go out and try to solve problems for humanity and be a servant. And guess what happens? You attract other people with that servant mentality. And then you have actual friends. You're not, if you go and seek them, it is a disaster. I've been there. I've done that. I've tried to give way too much to relationships so I could have friendships. I try to give way too much to someone I love because I wanted their love back, you know, more than, And so it doesn't work for some reason, because if that other person seeks outside things or doesn't see what's right in front of them that God's given them, it's never going to work. So um, I'd like to add to that, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So just as far as um, you said, realizing like what we've been given, you know, so I was going to kind of elaborate on this earlier and I ended up getting way off subject and couldn't circle back around to it. So love that you said what you did because now it gives me the uh, opportunity to kind of verbalize it. So you said, you know, um, you know, we need to realize like what we've been given. Right. Um, so I, I kind of have this theory that I, I live by that. So if you keep trying to go down, you know, like a, a, a particular path, you know, you think these are, this is what you want, you know, but you keep hitting the wall. Why are, why are you hitting a wall? Maybe it's because that that's not what's meant for you. That's not what that God intended for you. That's not the path that you are supposed to go down. So, you know, maybe it's a relationship that you're in and, you know, you try and try to rectify it and you talked about your needs and, you know, just try to try to make the situation better, but it's just not getting better. Why? Maybe that, that person is not meant for you. That path is not meant for you. So every time you go down that path, maybe you feel like you make a little bit of progress, but you just end up hitting the wall over and over again. And what it leads to is frustration and confusion and unhappiness. So realize what we've been given, right? To avoid hitting that wall. And I'm not saying take the path of least resistance, I'm saying that it's important for us to be introspective and to realize like what it is that is important to us so that we're able to use the power that God has given us to guide and direct our life, guide and direct our lives to the point that is most preferable and beneficial to us and the people around us. And um, I, I just, to kind of simplify, I really believe that 
if you continue going down a path that you're not supposed to be going down, that you're not meant to be going down, you're always going to hit a wall. If you're moving in the direction that you're supposed to, you might feel a little bit of discomfort, um, but generally things are going to make sense if they're in alignment with your values, your morals, and your beliefs, and you're moving in a way that's conducive to not just you, but to the people around you. Um, again, super okay to be self-serving, but not at the detriment of other people. You can't lift yourself up um, on the shoulders of, of other men and women. You know, I think that we have to act in a way that serves the greater good and it has to be wholeheartedly you i i I really believe you know not to kind of touch on karma a little bit you know like you can go do good in the world for a selfish purpose but I, i really do believe that the energy knows the difference between your wholeheartedness and your bullshit you know if you're doing it just because you expect to get something back out of it it's not going to come back to you in the way that you expect so um, I think that for us to truly be impactful and effective and self-serving in the best way possible that we have to just like relinquish the expectations that we have of situations and people and just do and understand that logically, like, you know, if, if I act this way, this is a great, this, this is a great way to be. It's a great way to think, you know. And, you know, if I continue on this path, good things can't help but to happen. But to do things in a in a um, quote unquote loaded way to elicit a particular response from someone, I think is a way to end up. Um, on the wrong side of things, because if you're doing things in a way that is manipulative or in a way that is, um, you know, self-serving in a roundabout way, like people are going to see through that. So transparency and being who you say that you are and being reliable and trustworthy and actually putting forth a real legitimate energy is really the only way to move because when you put forth a facade or try to force energy or try to force situations and go down a path that's not meant for you, it doesn't matter how strong your intent is, it's not going to happen. I feel like the power of God has been put us put in us to do the things that are meant for us to do. And we can speak about things and say that things are going to happen. But unless we follow them up with real, true, meaningful actions, it's not going to happen um, the way that we expect to. You know, as long as you live in bullshit, you're going to live. You're going to experience bullshit, for lack of a better word. I think that um, I agree with that 100%. And I think one of the things that, and I will tell everyone from my own experience, um, you know, I have... At times, you know, I think two times in particular where I didn't see what was right in front of me, that the solutions for what I was going through was right in front of me, and I looked somewhere else. I think, you know, addicts go to alcohol or drugs to find outside solutions when it's right in front of them in themselves and in their relationships. But I also think that 
in relationships sometimes we don't realize that the person that we're with or the family that we have is in fact the solution that will bring us serenity that will bring us peace of mind that we're looking for that we're constantly seeking from everyone else and if we just put in the same effort and time you know instead of taking it for granted that we do get the things that we want, that God has given us the gifts that we want, that we need, or the tools that we need to do well, okay? And if there is um, something that we're missing, God will bring it into our lives, particularly when we have an open mindset and we're willing to accept it and we go from a place of abundance. Life is providing us with more. We have gratitude. And we have gratitude. If I need a friend or I'm supposed to have more friends, they will naturally come into my life. God will bring them into my life. But if I force it, and like I said, go out and seek it and do it in spite of my existing relationships. Okay. And I don't mean in spite, like I'm doing it angrily. I mean, even though they're right there, even though I have everything I need right here, God has given it to me. I'm rejecting what God's giving to me. Okay. And I don't know how to explain that to everyone other than to really look at what you're seeking in life. Okay. Because if you're meant to do something, it will happen naturally. And I'm not saying don't take action as humans. But I'm just saying, look at how God speaks through others. Look what God brings into your life to take action for. When his will is starting to be seen and you need to now align your will, okay? And so many people, we get in our heads and not in our heart. And we we start thinking and overthinking about all these things that would make me feel better, even just temporarily. And we lose fact that the relationships we have and the life that we have is in fact that long-term solution that we're looking for, that peace of mind that we want. You know, so I'm going to leave... leave it with that um michael do you have anything else you wanted to add to any of that before i i ask another question no i think that um i think that we kind of hit all of the points on there and i I feel great about that that conversation and i know that we haven't hit any of really the a lot of the questions that you sent me for the for the prep work but i really feel like that everything that we have been discussing was 100 percent necessary and um feel like that you had a lot of value to to offer me um you know stuff i've been kind of looking to hear you know you we talk about the path that we're on and the energy that we have and you know uh, i just want you to know a lot of the stuff that you said the stuff that i've been needing to hear and um i don't find it odd at all that it just so happens to, to happen on this call you know i said earlier i you know you, you are talking to me but i felt like that you were talking to me if that makes sense so i I, I mean we hit the nail on the head on everything and uh (laughs) you know we can definitely get more to uh the questions that you had originally sent me and i I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk about all of that stuff because i think it's all super important and not talked about nearly enough you know yeah and i think ultimately where i am honestly is what i'd love to do is you're on vacation with your family we've I've taken up a lot of your time, almost two hours uh, between the prep and and us recording. I mean, I'd love to just maybe do the next um, the questions we didn't get to and just set up a part three with you. Um, and then that way we can sort of, you know, I'm going to actually break this this episode into two parts since we've gone um, almost an hour and 30 minutes, 90 minutes. And I want to break it up a little bit for the crowd because we've given so much information in here and so much good stuff. I'm afraid I'm going to overwhelm everyone if we give it all in one episode and don't give them time to a little bit of a break between each one to think. Uh, but I would do what I would like to do is maybe do a, okay, that would be maybe let's do a part four then. Cause I'm breaking this one into two parts. 
uh, where we go back and ask the questions. And that way I'm doing what we're actually preaching in this podcast, which is making sure you have time to build those relationships and with your family. And you've spent a lot of time with me and growing me as well. Like I needed this today, Michael, more than you could have ever known. Like you saved me today and brought so much light to darkness that I needed today that I can't thank you enough. Um, and, and I, I really don't want to take that. any more of your time uh, away from your family when you're trying to actually enjoy it and work all the time. And we can work on the business when you get back to Nashville and set up, like I said, a part four that it'll be by the time I split this one in two. So um, where can they find you online, Michael? And where can they um, where can they find your businesses? Where can they find Nash Dogs addresses? So- the easiest way to find us, nashdogs.com. We've got a food truck and also a location in Opry Mills Mall, uh, located in Nashville, of course. Address is 433 Opry Mills Drive. You can come right into the center of the mall. We're at a kiosk. We're uh, through Entrance 3. Our food truck travels all around Nashville, and the easiest way to find that is through Instagram or nashdogs.com. And, uh, man, this has really been great, and I certainly appreciate you uh, taking the time to – talk about energy and our impact on the, the people around us, you know, I think it's super important. And uh, I don't think I could have gotten much more out of this conversation today. It's been pr- pretty amazing. Well, and it's crazy. And I am going to anchor this as we, we get off just so the audience can hear this. But when Michael and I are weirdly, I don't, and God put it this way. I don't know how we ended up on the call today and we did. And, and Michael came into my life. But when we're talking about, opening doors or we're hitting walls every time i'm like i'm done with this podcast i don't want to do it anymore i don't know why i just get frustrated or someone keeps canceling on me and i just get so righteous okay which is wrong weirdly uh, and then i'm like okay i'm not going to seek out any more people to be on the show you know god opens this weird door where now people start contacting me to be on the show okay So that's the type of things we're talking about. Even though we start to reject stuff, what's really going on? And in my life, I've rejected a relationship or broke up with someone. And all of a sudden, almost immediately, God's putting in front of me that I messed up. Okay? So these are the things I'm talking about. You see it. We know it. But we've got to be in tune. And as humans, we we should stop just living our lives. We are actors in a play, and we need to be aware of the roles that God's putting in front of us all the time and how he speaks through other people and what our purposes are, okay? And I, I that's a lot because we have free will, and we want to succeed, and we have our own goals in life. But if they're not aligning and they're not working, they're not matching God's plan and God's will, you know? And today, with Michael coming into my life the way that he did in the morning that I've had and in the last 10 months I've had, you know, one is I'm not a victim. So I just want to anchor that with everyone. There's no victimization here. We we are, we, everything happens for us. So I just want to anchor that because I know I get a lot of questions about victimization recently, which is a weird thing. Like we're an entrepreneur show, but um, it doesn't matter what the government does to us or what other people do to us. I can blame a million other people and I have, but the reality is, is at the end of the day, I got to keep my side of the street clean. I got to do my part. I got to be the person in the relationships. I can't blame the other person. I have to do my part. I have to, at the end of the day, when I die, I need to know that I did the best that I can. Okay. And if I'm doing that, it means not avoiding what's right in front of me because I will tell you that I've done that and I've blown up a relationship and I messed up things with my, my stepkids or whatever they are now. And you can't get that back. 
okay? Because when you go seeking things that are outside of what's right in front of you to try to fix something, even if it's another business, even if it's, you know, children of your own, be aware that maybe that that's not your path. For me, I'm like, oh, I need children of my own, and what am I doing, and what's my legacy, and I don't have these businesses anymore. I need children, and like just disturbing thing that men go through. I talk about women needing friends, you know, and, and that weird period where they're looking for outside sources, particularly as kids. Men weirdly all of a sudden get the need to have more children sometimes. It's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. I've seen it with my friends. All of a sudden, like, you know, you, we get into our... 40s and there's this urge to have children again i don't know why or procreate or do whatever we're going to do you know and our legacy and oh my gosh what am i doing with my life in, in a midlife crisis and what i say children i don't mean only by having children i also mean by what are we leaving behind what's my significance uh, oh my god i'm halfway through my life what have i done with my life what am i going to do now and we get so caught up in it it's what leads to the Napoleonic syndrome, that selfishness, that self-focus, that we often forget why it's actually happening, which means we just need to step out of ourselves and give more, and we will get exactly what we want, which is crazy because we think by making ourselves feel better, we need to focus on self and focus on what makes us feel better. But the reality is, is what ultimately is a lasting impact of good feeling, of good health, of good mental health, is really doing for others. So... Michael, I don't know if you have anything on that. Um, sorry about that. I went no, on no, no, you're tangent. fine. No worries. Um, it, it's really more kind of actually about you, to be honest with you. Um, I just feel the need to tell you that. And I don't even know why. Because I mean, we've only talked a couple of times, but I just feel it in my heart to tell you that I feel like that you're exactly on the path that you need to be. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure of all of the personal things that are – happening in your life but uh, I'm, I just feel the need to tell you that you're exactly where you need to be and to keep doing the things that you're doing and lifting folks up the way that you are and um, things aren't going to fall into place but you have the hand that's going to guide them where they, they need to go and um, stay focused on that and um, just get really deep into the things that are important to you be extremely honest with yourself and define what your priorities are and continue on that path man because I really um, think that you have a lot of value to offer and um, I think that you have a very powerful voice much more powerful than you know this power this podcast is amazing but I really do believe that just and I don't even know why I'm saying it. I'm saying it. It's like literally coming from the heart, like right off the top of my not off the top of my head, off coming off the top of my heart. I feel like there's bigger things that are meant for you and the things that you're going through right now are what's going to put you in position to achieve those things. And um I would say this not calling you egotistical at all, but don't let your ego get in your way of the plan that you've put in place for yourself and the plan that God has for you. Execute on the things that you know that you're supposed to. Move forward and live through that energy. And man, you can't help but to get to where you're going. Not exactly sure where that's at right now, I feel like. You know, I, I think that just based on our conversation and kind of what I'm feeling, like you're definitely trying to find your role and where you're headed to maybe kind of define your purpose yeah absolutely yeah. 
Um, but you know, Justin, I think that you found your purpose and now you just need to live it, brother. Yeah, I, I agree just, with you. Just and I agree with the ego thing. Be aware of the things thing. you've been given. We, I try to egotism, you know, it's when we lack confidence, our ego takes over. And you can have a healthy ego that's built on confidence or you can have one that, that takes over when your confidence is lacking. And so I go through it, I think, just like many entrepreneurs. But, um, God, that was... Find your, find your fuel. Yeah. Find your fuel. You know, and, and just not to interrupt, but you spoke about the ego and that maybe that's a fuel sometimes. And that's... Okay, here's a really cheesy example like you can go to the gas station you can get 87 or 93 that's called ego 87 you'll run off it all day yeah there is a 93 octane that justin bizarro runs off of maybe it's helping other people maybe it's love i'm telling you man define your really define your priorities and get hyper focused on it and i feel like that you have an idea of what your purpose is and brother start running off that 93 all day long and don't 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 do anything else. Be a hundred percent self aware. I mean, you just spoke about the, the ego, and that that right there is a really big thing. I feel like that the people who live egotistically can't openly admit that, you know. Um, and that may just be my opinion, but I really find what it is that you're that that really pushes you and motivates you, man. And set yourself on fire and go, brother, because like what you're doing already, it's super, super powerful. And um, I feel like that there's a lot more meant for you than the things that are currently going on. So don't let those things beat you down and pull you pull you back, you know, and uh, just realize that there's much more meant for you than the current bullshit or lack of bullshit that's going on. I really appreciate that. Um, seriously, no one's ever given me back the feedback the way that you did or um, taken the time to do that in the way that you're doing. And not saying everyone, but it, it's unique um, and it is appreciated. And I receive what you're saying for sure. And I'm glad you came into my life, Michael, in the way that you did. And I really appreciate you. And, and God is definitely working through you for me right now. Um, so, gosh, I can't even say how grateful I am to have you in my life I can't wait to get down to Nashville and actually meet you in person um, over the next couple weeks and and maybe talk some more and I I really can't wait to do another episode with you and just grow from it because I just this has been unbelievable for me I mean I can't believe how grow how much I've grown just in this last hour and a half to two hours so I appreciate that uh, big time. So thank you, and, and you are appreciated, and I value, and I will be praying for you definitely and, and great gratitude for you and your family and for what you're doing and the impact that you're having on the world. So thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I'm just going to end it on this, and then I'll yeah. let you do your outro. I just, just, yeah. Um, just the final thing. The power to create and destroy is in all of us from the womb to the tomb. Every action, thought, emotion, and deed, ours and others will determine our experience. Re-listen to that when we get off of here and apply it. And uh, again, appreciate your time. Looking forward to sitting down with you uh, and maybe grabbing a bite to eat and uh, really seeing how we can continue to lift each other up. Yeah, and I love hot dogs. So this is, I cannot wait to try your food. So I love hot dogs and hamburgers. I don't know why they're major comfort food to me. So um, yeah, I can't wait. Um, and for the audience, guys, thank you for listening in. I appreciate it. I love you guys. I 
honestly, as I sail this, I'm extremely humbled by the, the downloads and the number of countries we're going into. And I think I said it on the previous podcast, but like we're in Iran and Syria now, and the numbers are just ridiculous. I mean, hundreds of downloads that are already happening and word spreading, and I hope it's making impact on those countries that probably suffer a little bit from the lack of entrepreneurism or freedom or liberty, uh, particularly with what's going on there. So, uh, you know, I thank the entrepreneurs like Michael who are on here, all of you guys who have been willing to uh, tell your stories and make an impact. So I just want to just publicly really humble myself and just thank everyone for what they're doing. And while I do a lot and, and I'm a facilitator and a collaborator, I also understand it's all of you that are willing to step up and tell your stories just like Michael is. So I thank you guys. And I love you guys as well, not just the audience for sure. So, and everyone who supports this podcast and helps me and all the people that work on it from, you know, Deborah, who helped me start it out of our garage back in 2019 and allowed me to use our garage to build a gym into and build a small studio into so we could launch this. You know, I appreciate that as well because I wouldn't be here if, um, the individuals in my life didn't encourage me and believe in me, uh, even when I didn't believe in myself. So. Thank you guys. Um, I appreciate all of you. You can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can also find us uh, anywhere you grow yourself through podcasts. And we're out. <laughs>